Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time. Time for your weekly appointment with the only man who could host a four-hour Saturday tour de force of sports talk on CBS Sports Radio. Why? Why did we select this man to undertake this Herculean task? Because, well, his name is on the marquee. Here he is, Robin Lundberg. It is the Robert Lundberg Show coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Want to see your loan options, just payments, and closing costs online in real time? Rocket can. You know, a lot of teams think that they're, they can turn things around after the NFL draft. It's the time of hope, right? Hope in Chicago. Hope in New York. I guess you could say hope in New England. Hope in San Francisco. Hope in Jacksonville, obviously. I wonder, you know, to me, it might be Justin Fields who has the, the most uh, to shoulder going into the, his rookie season simply because of you know the expectations that will be put on him to be the savior of Chicago. I guess Zach Wilson would get the same thing with the, the Jets. I just feel maybe it's because they traded up to get him, and it, it was a surprise at the moment, rather than um, Wilson, it, we had known for a long time, he would be the second pick of the draft. But who do you think is going to start first between Wilson, Jones, and Fields? Uh, I'm sorry, not Wilson, Jones, and Fields. Um, Lance, uh, Jones, and, and, and Fields. Because Wilson's, you know, there's nobody else there with the Jets. I think in both New York and Jacksonville, obviously, uh, we, we know who the quarterbacks are, you know, from, from the rookie situation. There's, there's not another option. But in the other three spots, you have Cam Newton in New England. You have Andy Dalton in Chicago, and you have Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco. So who do you think will start first between Lance, Fields, and Jones? 855-212-4227, 855-212-4227. Let's go to uh, Thomas 
in Stephenville, Texas. Thomas, you're up next here on CBS Sports Radio. Yes. What's up, Thomas? Oh, no. Um, hey, I was just thinking, um, what did you think of Aaron Rodgers back on him? Um, if this is just a PR ploy, that's Green Bay Packers saying he's our man and he, he knows it and he's just doing this for, uh, I don't know, for publicity's sake. You think it could be that? Is he that devious? Or uh, And he's back there just giggling and laughing away at it. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know, is he that type of person? But uh, uh, I don't know, somebody mentioned that yesterday, and I'm going, I don't know, but it's interesting. It's funny, I think. Oh, I think, I mean, it's cl- clearly calculated. I don't know what the PR advantage is here. Like, I don't know what good PR he gets if he doesn't actually went out of Green Bay. Uh, unless he's just trying to rattle some cages. But I, I absolutely think what Aaron Rodgers did is calculated 100%. I mean, I, I, there, there's... I if he's truly unhappy or it's just, you know, he just likes playing with them people's minds, playing head games. I No, I, I mean, look, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I, I think clearly there's just no point in doing it if he's not unhappy. He also made that statement after the, the NFC title game. I, I didn't brush that comment aside. Whatever it was about his future, and, and thanks for the call, I did not brush that comment aside. That was telling to me that he would say that in that form. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew exactly. He's too smart to not know. You don't get the – look, no idiot is hosting Jeopardy, right? I, I know you don't – they give you the answers to the, the, uh, the, the questions and all that. <laughs> it's not like you have to, to be able to win Jeopardy to host Jeopardy. But you have to be sharp. To host a show like that. A lot of moving parts. A lot of thinking on your feet. All that sort of stuff. So, Aaron Rodgers is no dummy. No dummy. And that's how you know everything he's doing right now is strategic and calculated. And I would say petty. The fact that it came out on draft night is amongst the all-time top, top petty moves of all time. Unbelievably petty. Tom Petty, Richard Petty, super petty. I it's almost hard to. I mean, that is the kind of thing you do when you 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 are trying to antagonize people. A little bit, and clearly Aaron Rodgers was bothered by the Packers taking Jordan Love, whether that was because he saw him as his replacement, or whether that's because. He thought that pick could be used on something else to help the team. 870 tweets in, you seem to have a problem with Aaron Rodgers. Am I wrong, LOL? No, I, I don't have a problem with Aaron Rodgers. I have a problem with the fact that no one ever, you know, everything is everybody else's fault but Aaron Rodgers all the time. And I don't think that's the case. I, I don't have a problem with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is an all-time great quarterback. Um. Aaron Rodgers, you know, almost every team that's ever existed would be lucky to have him. I don't know the dude personally, so I'm not going to judge him there. I'm just talking about this situation as I see it unfolding. The, the thing I have a problem with is everybody running to prop him up, not as a great quarterback, which he is, but in the sense that, you know, it, it's he's justified in wanting out of Green Bay because they failed to put a team around him, which I, I just think is patently false. I just think that's false. Whether he wants to go somewhere else or not doesn't bother me. That's that's his choice to make. That's his life, his career. 
He doesn't even have to have a reason. I don't care if he has a reason. I don't care if his reason is I feel like it. <laughs> like, that doesn't bother me at all. I just don't understand how everyone can breathlessly be like, oh, you understand Aaron Rodgers' frustration if he wants out of Green Bay because they failed to do anything. While everybody else is putting support around their like, – like the 13-3 and record was a sole creation of Aaron Rodgers. They had other good players on that team. You know, he's got a tackle who's a three-time Pro Bowler. He's got a, a a running back who just put up numbers. What did Aaron Jones rush for this past year? 1,100 yards? He's got a receiver who is, is if not the best, arguably the best in the NFL. Caught 18 touchdowns in 14 games this year. Did Devontae Adams. So what I what I push back on is is not Aaron Rodgers or even, you know, his timing in, in doing all this. I think the caller used the word devious. I wouldn't I, I prefer the word petty. I just push back on the notion that it's like, oh my you you understand why Aaron Rodgers would be so frustrated with the Packers. That I don't understand. I don't. I could understand it if it was simply he's frustrated just because relationships run their course. That's enough of a reason for me. Relationships run their course. But I don't think he has some leg to stand on if the case is simply, hey, um, you know, you failed me as an organization. This is not an example of a, a you failed me as an organization. And we've seen plenty of those in, in sports history before. Aaron Rodgers has been in position to win. He's been, you know, to the conference championship game. One, two, three, four times other than the trip he won to the Super Bowl. He's had four other times. He's been one game away from the Super Bowl. You know, how many playoff appearances has he been to? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten cracks in the playoffs in his career. I, I to me that's not you know, and, and I get it. Aaron Rodgers has a lot to do with that. A lot to do with that. Sometimes I think people have trouble with the idea that things can exist simultaneously and both be true, right? Like it can be true that Aaron Rodgers is a huge reason for the Packers' success, the the number one biggest reason for the Packers' success, while it also being true that the Packers have done a good job surrounding him with a good quality Super Bowl-caliber team on basically an, an annual basis. I mean, do, what makes these other teams so much better than the Packers? What makes the Saints of recent years so much better than what Aaron Rodgers has in Green Bay? What even makes the Chiefs so much better than what Aaron Rodgers has had in Green Bay? The Buccaneers are a little bit of a different story, like I said, because Tom Brady picked them in free agency, and they already had some of it, but I, I just don't. They could have beat the Bucs. The Packers could have beat the Bucs. They were right there. They had chances. He had chances. Rodgers had chances to win that game. Chances, plural. Not like one. He had multiple opportunities to win that game. 
and go to the Super Bowl. And given what we saw in the Super Bowl in the state of Patrick Mahomes' line, maybe, you know, they would have won the Super Bowl. But would that even, you know, does that change where he's at? Because to me it feels like um, what it feels like to me is it's basically like two moments he can point to and and use to sort of uh, set a, a story or, or tell a tale that's not all the way true. One is the Jordan Love pick. And I understand why he'd be upset about that pick in, in real time. I do. Now, not so much. I think, all right, get over it. Because it, clearly you played well enough where it's not like they're going to bench you or move on to him now. You're going to be able to play as long as you want to. And then two is the LaFleur decision to kick that field goal. Which I don't think, even now, I don't think it, it's so um, egregious If to, of a move. I, I didn't think that move was that bad. I thought it was a... I understood the reasoning behind it. It wasn't one of those ones where I'm like, I can't believe he did that. I understand. He thought, okay, we need from where were they? If I recall correctly, they they were down eight, right? And at, at that point in time, they needed um, to convert a fourth and was it fourth and nine, fourth and eight, fourth and nine to the goal line, cl- close to that situation and he thought to himself LaFleur did we've we haven't gotten it done down near the goal line all game Rogers completion percentage down near the goal line was bad that entire game we could in this case you know go for it but then still have to convert the two-point conversion or we can kick the field goal get the ball back get a three and out and have a chance to win the game you know, if Rodgers had taken off and run on that third down, they definitely would have gone for it or he would have scored. As is, I could understand the logic of going for it. I'm not so sure I wouldn't have gone for it. But I also get what he was thinking. And it, it took a penalty. I mean, it was a penalty on the one of those downs that got the, the Bucks the first down. Like, you never want to give Tom Brady the ball where he only has to get one first down. Odds are you're going to lose at that point. But I don't think their winning percentage was altered by that move. But it seems those are the two things that that Rodgers is going to point to. Jimmy Allen tweets in, is Green Bay an NFC title contender without one of the top three QBs? No. But who is? (laughs) Again, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying the Packers are what they are without Aaron Rodgers. Obviously not. He's the number one reason they are what they are. But all I'm saying is they haven't failed him in surrounding him. I mean, who is a top? It's rare... It's almost impossible now to win it all without a, a really good quarterback. I mean, we see example uh, the the 49ers got close and Garoppolo I, I think is is a little underrated now due to injuries. But Garoppolo's not some scrub. But he would have been the most recent example of a team winning it all without an elite quarterback. You know, we see we seen the Rams get close in recent years but how did that work out in the Super Bowl with Jared Goff and then if you look at the uh conference title games what did what did all the teams have in common 
all of them had, you know, if not a top five quarterback, certainly a top 10 quarterback. I just saw somebody call Josh Allen the most talented quarterback who ever played. I think it was, was it Jordan Palmer who said that? So it's not as if, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers isn't the reason that the Packers are taken seriously, or, you know, he, he is. If if he leaves and they start Jordan Love, do we think of them as Super Bowl contenders this year? No, we probably don't. Or we don't. At the same time, I, I don't think it's a case of, you know, Aaron Rodgers is, is out and the, the entire thing crumbles and falls apart because he was the sole reason that they were propped up. That's not fair to those other guys. I mean, I'm telling you in a in a in a just a blind resume, if I say, hey, this team has an above average defense, the best wide receiver in the game, a top flight offensive tackle, a good running game, a top five ish running back, you say that's a pretty good team. Say that's a pretty good team. I think the Packers are probably like with a with a um replacement level good solid quarterback they're a playoff team right and with to me so or, or right in that mix with Rodgers they're a Super Bowl contending team I don't think they you know they're the worst team in the league if he's not there and he's just you know carrying them no I don't think that 855-212-4227 855-212-4227 is Aaron Rodgers justified in his frustration with the Green Bay Packers. 855-212-4227. You can also talk about your team's pick in the draft. Did you like it? Did you hate it? What did you like? What did you hate? I know the NFL draft is the the one time maybe all year where every NFL fan base is completely activated. I know you'd say it before the, the season, you know, before the first game of the season, but realistic fans for some teams know their team doesn't actually have a chance. In that spot. At the draft, everybody's got a chance. Everybody is in the mix. It is the Robin Lundberg Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Follow Robin Lundberg on Twitter. His Twitter handle is at Robin Lundberg. It is the Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. You can tweet at me. Um, some people are not so thrilled with Aaron Rodgers. Tammy Joe 28 blames others. He's clearly a spoiled, entitled child. <laughs> uh, Carl Erickson tweets in, Mond will be the first QB to start a game. This year, book it. Amon was just taken by um, the Vikings, right? And Kirk Cousins' uh, situation. I don't know if it's tenuous there, but I don't think they're exactly thrilled. Kellen Mon, third round of the draft. Um, Robert Griffin the <laughs> third said that Kirk Cousins has been collecting checks for a long time in Minnesota while leading him to an eight and eight or a nine and seven record. I mean, RG3 seems a little bit bitter still about the situation where Kirk Cousins wound up taking his job 
in in Washington. But uh, I don't know if if I would say Kellen Mond will be the look. The first quarterbacks that are going to be starting are are um, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson. But of that, I, I'd thrown out the question of whether it would be Fields, uh, Jones, or Lance who would start. You know, the, the first the guys who are behind veteran QBs. I guess you could throw if you want to throw Kellen Mond into that mix. Now, third round picks don't have the same level of pressure as as obviously guys taken at the very top uh, of the the draft do to pan out. However, eight five five two one two four two two seven eight five five two one two four two two seven. There was another quarterback taken as well. Uh, Trask goes to Kyle Trask out of Florida uh, is maybe drafted to be the 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 next in line to Tom Brady. And there's a good situation for him. Gets to go in and talk about really learning in, until you're ready. Uh, we'll see. I mean, it's it's impossible. It's possible to evaluate some of these guys because if they do wind up learning behind the scenes, you no one ever knows. Like a lot of these teams spend so much time researching these players and and don't even know you know if they have it right or wrong when they make the draft pick. So for us to know, we don't know. And then when the guy doesn't even play, like uh, Jordan Love is the example I've been bringing up all day. Does anyone know if Jordan Love is good or, or not? I have no idea. How about Adrian in Maryland? Adrian, you're up next here on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it. Um, it. I'm I'm 100% with you. Unfortunately, I'm going to call him that you don't want to call him. I'm going to call him a diva, okay? he's a, he, As I told your producer, he's in the same exact spot as as he was, well, as Favre was. And he's acting the same exact way, just like a diva. Favre acted like his his career was never going to end. Okay, they they drafted Jordan Love for the future. Don't don't cry about that. Eventually, Jordan Love is going to play. Um, but you look back and you go back to the San Francisco game, and the championship game, the NFC Championship game. Uh, uh, Green Bay gets dominated. They go more defense this year. Well, this past year, 2020, 2020, they get a little bit. They don't get the offense, but Devontae Adams is a beast. They get the number one seed, and then they let Tampa come in and, and, and dominate them. You get three turnovers from Tom Brady, and you only score. What they scored? 14 points, 17 points in the NFC Championship game? No, no, a lot more than that. It was like 30. That game was in the, the, the 30s or the, the high what? 20s. Well, they got three, they got three turnovers from Tom Brady in the second half, and you can't he he didn't do anything with those three turnovers. So that's at least what fourteen points off the board. Well, I said I said that I brought that up before. There was two in the second half that I recall where he got the ball. You know, almost uh, it might have been back to back possessions by the Bucks, and, right? And uh, the Packers got the ball, and and I think they went three and out both times with a real chance at that moment. That's when I knew the game was over when they didn't score. In either of those, so yes, he had those opportunities. The final score of that game was thirty-one to twenty-six. Okay, and I, I, I hate that he calculated this thing with the draft. I hate that that he did it the day of the draft because it took a lot of the steam and all, all the every all that energy that was building up to this draft, and it took some of it out of it because all ESPN, all the NFL Network, were talking about is Aaron Rodgers. Where is he going to go? Is Denver going to trade up? Or is Denver going to give away these these picks to get Aaron Rodgers? I hope Green Bay sits, stands pat, and makes him play, and has him either retire, 
or 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 play for for Green Bay, one or the other. Well, look, uh, we'll see exactly how it goes down. I I think it tends to be, and in this case, if he's that dead set on leaving, that he'll be playing somewhere else. Thanks for the call, Vince in Green Bay. Vince, you're up next here on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on? Hey guys, thanks for calling. Hey, there's no doubt that Aaron Rodgers is a major reason that we make the playoffs and we're a Super Bowl contender. But he is also a major reason why in the NFC Championship games these last what ones that we've lost, he's a major reason we have lost in those moments, those few plays that you need him to be his best. He's not his best. He missed a wide-open Lazard. He didn't run the ball when he probably could have scored. You know, so in those very fine moments, you know, he's as culpable as anybody on that team for our losses. I would agree with that. Uh, I mean, I, I, again, I point to the – I don't even want to say culpable for the loss because I, I don't think he played poorly, right? Like, it's not like, you know, okay. Yeah. He, he, but he had – the way I put it is he had opportunities and he didn't capitalize. Absolutely, and that's the same thing. Even when we last year, when we got you know destroyed by the Forty ers what was our score? What was that? Where was our offense when our defense was getting their butts kicked? Our offense was nowhere to be found, and he's the leader of our offense. You know, and that happens a lot in big games. So I don't know where he's you know so upset with the Packers. You know, he's got to look at himself too. For sure, and it was uh, and thanks for the call. Back to back interceptions for um, the Buccaneers that Brady threw. Brady threw interceptions on three straight uh, possessions. In fact, one I, I believe was right before the 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 half, and the the uh, Packers did capitalize on that. And then, oh no, no, that was in the uh, the I think that was actually in the third quarter as well. And then there, the next two interceptions were. Um, Three and outs by by Green Bay, and including the the last one, they you know punted the ball away with with not too much time left on the on the clock there. So that that's what put them in the the situation where they had to you know get the um, field goal down the stretch of that game because they didn't uh, capitalize in, in those moments. Let's go next to Dan in Houston. Dan, you're up on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, thanks for having me. I uh, I, I want to say thanks. This is a, a good topic, and I, I totally agree with the take. Um, as a Packers fan, you know, I was I was baffled when Jordan Love was picked, but I, I'm I'm starting to understand it. I mean, the, the vileness of that position is it's just too important. And when you consider the fact that the Bears, when you look at our division, the Bears and the Vikings either didn't have a first round pick or they were in such turmoil that we basically had the opportunity for a, a free insurance policy that and that pick. And to your point, the, the Packers have still managed to put a team around Aaron Rodgers despite that pick. So you, you have, you know, obviously uh, Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones, but also kind of coming around the corner is Robert Tanyan. And now they add a slot receiver. It just seems like they've still managed to put a team around him and build bolster the defense. So for him to want to get out now, it just seems – it seems uh, surprising considering the, how far we made it. And, and now you've got guys that are coming around the corner and supposedly going to get better the next year. So um, I'll shut up now. <laughs> you have to shut up. No, I mean, it, it doesn't make sense to me from a, a personnel standpoint. If, it makes, if it's a personal 
standpoint, fine. From a personnel standpoint, it doesn't make sense. You're listening to The Robin Lundberg Show on CBS Sports Radio. It is The Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. As he just said, I, I, I guess I didn't need to repeat that. I could just start talking at that point. You would know who I was. You'd go, hey, that's Robin Lundberg because the guy with the voice just said it was Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. But now you hear Robin Lundberg say that he's Robin Lundberg, and you know that he for sure is Robin Lundberg on the Robin Lundberg Show. <laughs> Joining me now is Bill Huber, Packers beat writer for PackersCentral.com, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation Network. And, Bill, uh, I guess it's um, an uninteresting time to be covering the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> I've never had a draft where nobody cared about the first round. I think, I think people were kind of into it yesterday. But the first round pick, I mean, no one cared. Jeez, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I don't, who did the Packers take with their first round pick? <laughs> yeah, and, and people just—they're so jaded too. I mean, I mean, they have—they got a good player in the first round. And they, you know, people are just so upset. It's like they drafted. It's like they drafted me. You know, it's like they drafted him. Why? It's just people are just it's like they've been down the throat before, and they're just mad, just mad about how you know it's, it's the Packers' fault, it's Rodgers' fault, it's someone's fault, and they're just. You know, it's you know, it's, it's the timing of of Rogers doing this. You know, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be the time where it's supposed to be the time where you add the final piece of the puzzle. Um, and instead, it's just been torpedoed. They did take Eric Stokes, a cornerback, with their their first round pick, number twenty nine overall. Are, are the fans upset uh, at the, the the timing of it? I mean, clearly it was calculated, right? I mean, I, I've right. used the word petty uh, for for it to happen on the draft a year after they they draft Jordan Love. Um. Yeah, it's just—I don't know. It, it's just that people, the Packers fans, have been down this road before. You know, it's it's, it's 2008 all over again. Um, yeah, the timing is is terrible, which is, of course is why Rodgers did it. But um, it's just this deja vu feeling where it just seems inevitable. I, I think that's 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 the I think that's the crux of it. You know, it's. Haven't we done this already? It's, it's, that, it's that feeling among the fans. Inevitable in the sense that, do you expect, I mean, I know they say they won't, do you expect the, the Packers to trade Rodgers? That's a great question. I mean, I said a hundred times, I don't know. Um, I would say no, I, I, I don't think they will. I think they're going to put all the pressure on Rodgers to, to show up or quit. Um, that's my guess, but I mean, shoot, I mean, who knows? You know, I mean, your guess is as good as mine at this point. My, my guess would be they're gonna, they're gonna hold on, they're gonna hold on to him and make him, make him, make him, make him show up or something. Robin Lundberg talking to Bill Huber, Packers beat writer for PackersCentral.com, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation Network, and you know, uh, Bill, I, I've been saying through this, uh, through this whole process, the thing I don't understand is the notion that the Packers have. Failed Rodgers. Like, I get he was upset about the Jordan Love pick. Personally, I would say get over it by now, but I, I get it. Like, uh, all right, you thought they maybe should have taken more talent to put around you, or why are they taking your replacement? Whatever the uh, 
whatever the, the thought process behind that was. But since this has all come down, I've seen so many people in the media say, you know, it's, you know, the Packers have only themselves to blame and, and, and they haven't been able to put a team around Aaron Rodgers. And, and that just doesn't jive to me because I watched the NFC Championship game. I saw that game. I witnessed it. And Rodgers had opportunities in, in that game. I'm mm-hmm. not saying it's his fault they lost, but he had opportunities. I mean, the Packers have a, a top-flight wide receiver, obviously, a, a good offensive line, a good running game, a solid d- defense. This is not you know, a situation of, of him completely elevating a, a, an inept franchise otherwise. Yeah, I would say you're, you're mostly right on that one. I think a couple things, though. Um, first, it's, it's one, one is the silly notion that that Rodgers never had Rodgers until they added Tavon Austin at the end of last year. I mean, he completed two passes to a first round uh, pick. And of course, that's that's a silly thing because he just completed eight million passes to second round picks. Um, what, what I would say though is, before they drafted Demario um, Rodgers yesterday, they they were the only team in the league to not use a pick in the first three rounds of a draft on a receiver. Over the last five drafts, um, you know, Devonta Adams in 2014 was a second-round pick, and that's it. Um, they hadn't drafted a single receiver in the first two rounds. So, that's I, I guess I agree with you, Robin. But I, I would I would add that into into that yeah, but kind of comp, you know. Mm-hmm. But I guess I would just say, like, does it matter where they're drafted if if one of them turns into Devonte Adams? <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, your obviously your chances of getting a receiver. Are, are, are vastly improved. I mean, look, um, the last 10 first-round picks, nine are on defense. Number 10 is Jordan Love. Um, they, they, but they, you're right. They, they, they've, they, they've paid for an offensive line. I mean, I realize we'll let Corey Lindsley go this cycle, but um, they've you know, they, they paid to keep Bakhtiari. they paid to keep Lindsley once. Um, they've keep they've, they, they, I guess they, they paid a king's ransom that off the line. So I, I agree with you, Robin. I, I, I would say, though, that um, there has been a lot of resources of late dedicated to guys who can catch the football. Well, they did just use uh, their pick uh, for Amari Rogers, as you mentioned. I think they, they traded their third and fourth round pick to move up to get him. He's really good yeah. out of the slot. Uh, is that something you think they make with Aaron, a move they make with Aaron Rodgers in mind, or is that just a move they make because they, they value the player? Yeah, that's they value the player for sure on that one. Um, I mean, they haven't had a slot receiver since Randall Cobb was, was rolling, and it's a big part of Lafleur's offense. Um, Lafleur runs. There's all those jet sweeps where that guy in the slot is just always going in motion. Um, in the, you know, it, it, it's a great play if the guy going in motion, you, if the defense actually believes he's going to get the football. Uh, but, you know, Pete, shoot, you know, God bless Alan Lazard, he's a good football player. But when Alan Lazard goes in motion, that Jets super defense probably just giggles. Like, how he's, he's not going to get the football. Um, so this is, this is a Matt LaFleur draft pick, I would say. Speaking of, of Matt LaFleur, you know, we, we kind of thought before the, uh, the tension in Green Bay was between. Aaron Rodgers and, and Mike McCarthy, but this happening now and under a new coach, that shows you that you know whatever the the tension with Rodgers, it, it went beyond just McCarthy, right? I mean, he he has legit tension with. Is it the front office? Where is what is the the source, the the genesis, I guess, of the unrest? Um, yeah, it's it's 
it's Jordan Love. It's the All Jordan Love. Yeah, I mean it's it's the we got to the NFC Championship game. And instead of adding the final piece of the puzzle, you drafted the guy who's going to replace me. That's where it is. Um, look, and Rodgers is smart. I mean, I mean, hell, we, we, if, if reporters could have figured it out on draft night, Rodgers did too. Um, Jordan Love needs to play in 2022. That way the Packers have an idea on what to do with the fifth-year contract option, which is an enormous investment. Um, 2022 is also the time when you can get rid of Aaron Rodgers and save buku dollars on the salary cap. I mean, Rodgers is Stupid, right? I mean, he knows this. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think he's looking for more money. I know I've heard that out there. He's underpaid and all that. I don't think he's looking for more money. He just wants to be shown the money in in, in a contract restructure where a it creates a lot of salary cap space for the team. They could have done that. It created a lot of space. The, pr- the price of doing that, as you know, is it um built it boosts your salary cap total down the road. Well, that ties him to Green Bay. If he's got a big salary cap total in 2022, where they just can't get rid of him, that ties him to Green Bay. And, and that's what he wants. He wants – Aaron Rodgers wants to know where he's going to be the quarterback. He wants to feel there's a commitment to him. And without that restructure giving him that commitment, um, he's no longer committed to the football team. Well, you'll be committed to, to covering it, that's for sure. Bill, appreciate your time this morning. Have a good rest of your weekend, man. All right, take care, Rob. I appreciate it. Bill Huber, Packers beat writer for PackersCentral.com. Let's go to Ed in Maryland. Ed, you're up next here on the Robin Lundberg Show on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. I, I think that, and, and I mean, Aaron, if you look at the great quarterbacks, you know, of all time, and I'm sure he wants to be considered up there, He, you know, he should be to some degree, I think he's his own worst enemy. I mean, he's had good football teams. Uh, Tom Brady, and it's probably unfair to compare him, Tom Brady has had subpar football teams and still been able to do something about it, do something about it you know, win ball games. So, I mean, I think he – I'm not sure – I think it's a him thing. I think it has less to do with the Green Bay Packers. That was a good football team. They came a game or two away from, from getting to the show. When you can do that and consistently win football games – there's, some, yeah, I mean, there's not an immense amount of problems, but uh, I think he's overplaying his cards, and uh, I think the Packers need to. At some point, you got to, you know, what they fish or cut bait, and they can't sit and wait for this guy to be satisfied with whatever they're doing. He's never going to be satisfied with what they're doing. I think he makes things more about Aaron Rodgers, and that's why I said when you look at great quarterbacks, they very rarely make it about themselves, even though they got huge egos. I coach two guys that coach that one. One played with Tom Brady right now. I mean, he played with him at the Patriots. One guy played against him. And uh, that one guy is Chase Young. And one thing he said about him is he's just, you know, Tom Brady, he's just a guy. Meaning it's not always, it's not about him. You, you, you don't see Tom Brady get there before anything else. It's all about what the team is doing. And I think that's the big disconnect when Aaron Rodgers, he has forgotten the team concept. And I think, it's more about him, and I think as long as you do that, it's going to be very hard for you to, to for you to understand how to make your team better. So no, I think Aaron, I think he's overplaying his hand. I think Green Bay needs to go ahead and make a move because he's not going to be around forever, and they're going to have to deal with life without Aaron Rodgers. And I don't think it's going to be I, I don't think it's it's going to be the worst thing in the world because he's making it more about him than the team. And 
I think they just got to move on from him. I think that's a big a big part of it. Well, look, I, I think that may happen this offseason. Thanks for the call. Just because it, when a situation gets that bad, sometimes it, there's just not returning from it. Uh, and Especially if, if Aaron Rodgers has made up his mind, uh, he doesn't want to be back. You could play hardball with him. They certainly could. I would, I'm not that kind of guy. I just was like, all right, let, let's, let's move on. Um, because the fan base would be ready, more ready for the trade right now. You know, like they're not going to get, I don't think the fan base is ever going to get into a spot where they're more ready for an Aaron Rodgers trade probably than right now. Um, so you flip them, you get a, a, a whole bunch back and, and, and you go from, from there. I mean, as far as Brady not being about it, look t- about, about himself, Tom Brady has a tremendous ego. Like everybody does. I mean, I don't say that as a diss. Like, I mean, I don't think, I, I don't know Tom Brady to, to say that, but for anybody to get to that spot, you almost have to have a tremendous ego, right? And you see, like, Brady do stuff like see what all the negative critics have said about him and make a compilation video about that. You know, he had rabbit ears. He heard that. He used that to to motivate himself or, or what have you. At the same time, we've seen Tom Brady do what's best for the team from a team-building standpoint, whether that's renegotiating his deals, moving the money around, recruiting guys, all, all that stuff. I mean, Brady had a say in Tampa. Maybe that's what he wanted. Maybe he, he wanted, uh, you know, some degree of control or, or power. Uh, and maybe that's what Rodgers wants as well, to just be wanted and loved in that way. And he's just a different personality type than Brady. So he gets it in, in a different way. But I, I agree with the, the sentiment overall, because I've been saying since the beginning of this show, Aaron Rodgers has it pretty good in Green Bay. He has it good in Green Bay. And I, I don't buy the idea that he wants out because – or he's justified in wanting out because he, he doesn't have it good in Green Bay. If he wants to change the scenery, he wants to do something else, more power to him. But it's not because the Packers have failed him. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. I, I, it's funny. I mean, the guy's been all over the offseason. He's been now the story of the offseason with um, the, the Jeopardy deal. Maybe like some of the, the spotlight that was put on Tom Brady a year ago. Put our spotlight back on the NFL draft as a whole coming up as well. Which team did the best? Which team did the worst? That's coming up in the next hour. You can continue to weigh in as well. It's the Robin Lundberg Show on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.